0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros.
1: Hey, welcome back to Calling All Sports. Mike in for Mark for a few days this week. I, I have to tell you, been doing this show off and on. Obviously, you know, full-time for 12 years, uh part-time for, what, going on year and a half now, and... Uh, I have never in the history of this show, booking a guest on this show, opened my morning by texting a potential guest. Hey, are you still alive? But that was the case with our buddy Chris Solari from the Detroit Free Press, outstanding writer, former writer for the Sioux Falls Argus leader. But Chris, you got it. You got to tell him why I sent you that text.
2: Well, it's not because of my fandom in the NFL, which lies with the Steelers. Right. It's with my wife's, my wife's fandom with the Lions. Where uh, at one point last night, I had to walk her away and say, "You sit and watch the game. I'll put the kids to bed."
3: Um, and as we,
2: were, as we were putting them to bed, there were words being said downstairs. Lots of them, lots of words, not, not happy words because it was the second half. We got to watch the first half of. it at her parents' house, which is a mile from us, and it was a much happier time then. And <laughs> Boy, did things change in a heartbeat. And uh, But I, we all got up this morning, and uh, I know you, you're Lion Lions fandom. I, I know you got up. I know Stu Whitney. Uh,
3: I don't um, think he's up.
2: About Stu. <laughs> and, uh, I'm worried about him. I know, he's, I know he did a welfare check-in post on Facebook that he's doing okay. And, oh, okay. And, but – but uh, you know, it, it's going to take some time, I think, to ease the sting of this one. And then you've been a Lions fan long enough; um, you kind of, there's a there's a saying in the state here: the same old Lions. And this team felt like it had put that to bed and really buried the coffin. Uh, but it was kinda like that horror movie scene where a lot of shovel of dirt comes through and ooh, up comes the arms and you nope, know, here come the same old lions in zombie form in new and and crippling fashion to to really hurt a fan base in a different way. It, Feel for you. Uh well thank
1: you. I, I appreciate that. But but here's one of the things that um you you put it so well uh, I I gotta look up the Look it up, because you just absolutely nailed it. There we go. Sorry. Text. There we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> you said, as and Chris and I were texting off and on during the game last night, this is sad, yet sadly predictable in so many yeah. ways. And I thought that absolutely summed up that Lions game last night.
2: You know, the time that I heard the most backlash from my wife was in the immediate aftermath of a ball bouncing off a defensive back's face and into the receiver's arm for what at the moment looked like a touchdown, but eventually became a touchdown, I said, that's the ball game. And (laughs) the the head-turn glare and words that I heard were were not very kind, Uh, but, you know, that's... (laughs) You know, go for it on fourth down, on the road, and momentum shifts. And momentum's a fickle, fickle beast. And sometimes you can't get control of it.
3: Yeah, and
1: here's the thing. And I, I posted this on my social media. Also, I said, you know, I, I understand in that first half, you're, you're, you know, trying to. You're Dan Campbell, all right. That's you're, you're playing yeah. the way that you played to get there. All of those things are going your direction. Go ahead and try it. And but that second half, you had zero momentum. You were drop, Guys were dropping passes left and right. You can't run the ball anymore. Stop the bleeding. Take the three points. You're tied at 27 with, what, four and a half minutes to go or so? And then see what happens from there.
2: Yeah. Some of the things that were, I mean, it wasn't just the fourth down plays. Oh, I mean, heavens, you know, no. Guess, heavens no. Heavens no. I get the first one, because that's Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell there. right? But when you have that happen, and then all of a sudden momentum swings the way it did after that, between the deep ball that's caught off a face mask, (laughs) the touchdown, then a fumble on the Lions' very next play, you got to start thinking conservatively in some ways. Yep. Um, And when you have a chance, I understand their kickers struggled. I understand... and and have been to that field in Santa Clara, and that turf can be a little bit dicey at times. I watched uh, former Viking uh, Kenny Willikas blow out his knee there in a Red Box Bowl game, trying to get to Justin Herbert in maybe the worst football game I've ever seen in my life, but that field was not great, and the turf conditions aren't great. You saw guys slipping yesterday, so I kind of get the decision to go for it there, but but man, you got to at some point try and take the three and tie it when you've lost the momentum and you got a chance to keep it there because then all of a sudden, what, instead of a three point game, now it's a 10 point swing again when McCaffrey scores. So,
3: yep. you know,
2: it's, it, and I think some of that is a coach that hasn't been in that position uh, in Dan Campbell versus a coach in Kyle Shanahan who had been and was on the field when, when, and the offensive coordinator for Atlanta when they blew a 28 to three lead. Right. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's something to be said about, discovering and developing the patience that's needed uh, in big games like that and big moments. And Dan Campbell's probably going to continue to be Dan Campbell. It's going to be a different Lions team next year. By all accounts, it seems like uh, Ben Johnson might be headed to Washington. Aaron Glenn might get another job. Um, I, I think he said a lot of things afterward to the team and to the media that this could be the last window. And I think you have to approach it that way because, Listen, I, as a Steelers fan, I, I put I posited this to a friend of mine uh, in radio here. I said, "Would you straight up right now trade Dan Campbell for Mike Tomlin?" And he said, "Absolutely. He's won things. He's been to two Super Bowls and won one." I said, "He's three and eight in the last. uh I think since 2016, uh, uh, right? I think that was right." 2014 was their last Super Bowl appearance, I believe. He's, two, he's three and eight in the playoffs, and hasn't won a game since 2016.
1: Wow, I would not—I so, would not have thought that.
2: So all the winning seasons that you have, and he only has four four playoff appearances, I think, since 16. So you, you got to be careful what you wish for. And I think Dan Campbell is an up and coming coach. I think he's proven oh. that this year in the last few years. Um, but he's also a, a coach that's learning. And especially when you you get into this part of the year, when you're playing deep into January and trying to get to February, um, that doesn't mean you change. It's funny because I talked to Tom Izzo today, and he was asked about that. Uh, You know, he likes the idea of a coach maintaining his identity and philosophy. And he's a guy that has done that for 29 years, maintained his exact identity and philosophy as a head coach, and it's served him well. Now, right now, it's it's – in some ways biting him um but he also has been a coach over those times that's learned how to adapt and learn how to do different things and i think dan campbell will get there
1: chris salari joins us outstanding writer for the detroit free press he uh, covers michigan state as his beat i'm going to ask him about michigan in a moment but here's the thing i feel hope and i will be honest with you i felt hope after the way they've finished last year that run that they made once they got things put together and that's all you can ask for from a franchise that has been desperate for hope there have been years as you well know from living up there the lion's goal is hoping to achieve mediocrity so i've actually got hope
2: now that this corner
1: has been turned
2: well you say that about approaching mediocrity i'd say most of those years were playing for a top draft pick. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, which, the mediocrity. yeah,
1: which we would it's probably, right, which
2: by the way, Chris, we'd
1: probably blow. But you know. <laughs> Well, listen,
2: the last couple drafts have been fantastic. They have like, been. Starting with N.A. Sewell. I mean, that's a road grader, and that's become, that's been a very, very outstanding pick. And I love some of the draft picks they've made with St. Brown over the yep. last couple of years and Laporta. Um, I, I, like guys like Jack Campbell, I, Aiden Hutchinson was a little bit of a ghost last night, and I, I've seen him be a ghost at times it, sent all the way back to Michigan. Uh, but he is still, they, you know, they don't have a pass rusher opposite him with some of the injuries that they've had, so understand some of that. But the, the team has been built the right way right now, and, and I, I think you should feel, uh, optimism and hope. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I did say to my friend about the Tomlin situation. I said, it's an apples to oranges situation. Mike Tomlin inherited a team that had just won a Super Bowl under power a few years earlier, and had a lot of those players plus a, a young franchise quarterback when he took over the Steelers. Whereas the Lions, when Dan Campbell took it over, he had Matt Stafford, but they dealt him, and that's uh that th- those have proven to be pivotal moments. It wasn't. It's not a similar situation. To me, the job that Dan Campbell has done to get the Lions to this point, even to the The championship game that that few thought they would even be in, Um, you know, I know a lot of people had high expectations of making the playoffs going into the year, but I don't think any Lions fan would have predicted thirty minutes away after one of the most dominating halves of the season uh, and looking like you were booking your tickets to Vegas to see what happened. Um, I I think you got to look—you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This this has been a fantastic season. That one Lions fans will remember for a long time, but hopefully not 30 years
1: until the next playoff. <laughs> right. Chris Solari joins us, and and I couldn't agree more, Chris. If at the beginning of the year you would have told me we were going to be in the, that they were going to be in the NFC Championship game, I'll take it. I don't care how that yeah. game turns out, I'll take. And that's I've just I've been telling folks I'm just trying to soak it all in as a i i still. And and again, I've told this story before, if I had a time machine, I'd stop myself from walking into the Mazda Theater in 1969 and seeing the movie Paper Lion, because I had no idea (laughs) the misery I was going to set myself up for. But what has it meant to the town of Detroit? Because those shots from Ford Field last night were just
3: unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I had friends who went down to the watch party, I had friends who've gone And Stewart being one of them who have gone to the playoff games, the first two at Ford Field, I'll tell you, that first one was against the Rams and Matt Stafford was one of the most electric environments in sports that I've seen from afar. And it's not even just Detroit. It's the entire state. I think that's the one thing that has been missing here. And I think when you talk about the split divisions and the, the angst and the rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State, I do think a lot of that has contributed for the fact that there haven't been a common ground of having an NFL team to really root for over the last 30-plus years. I mean, a lot of old Lions fans abandoned the team and picked other teams or moved away and and latched on to teams where they live. Uh, and, And I think this year you saw that come back, and I think you saw not just in the city of Detroit, which I think is always hungry for a winner and I think has been hungry for the Lions to win, uh, since the Ford family took it over, uh, back in 63 or 64. And, uh, you know, that it's a long journey. It's a long journey to get to this. And the whole state was a buzz. Um, you know, say what you will about the decision making, uh, last night of Dan Campbell, but Dan Campbell's got a, spit, a spot in the heart of all the people. He reminds me of a young Bill Cower, quite honestly, between the jawline. Right and his intensity and how how much he cares and how much passion he brings. That's something that's really been lacking over the years. With you name it, Jim Schwartz,
3: right, yeah. Mark Warren, yeah.
2: Way. yeah. I mean, the closest yeah. I think can come is, is, is Steve Mariucci, who had the passion but didn't have the horses, right? You know, and you know, there's there's something to be said though about when an NFL team wins and what it does to invigorate. More than anything else. I mean, The Tigers were good for a stretch here. That generated a buzz, but nothing like this. Nothing like this.
1: Chris Solari from the Detroit Free Press joins us, former writer for the Argus Leader. All right, are there times, honestly, this year that you wish you had the Michigan beat instead of the Michigan State beat? Because that has been full of some interesting news,
3: hasn't it?
2: I will put it this way thank goodness our Michigan writer gets to enjoy some of the things I have for the last six, seven years.
3: <laughs>
2: I it was more than happy to watch this from afar for once um, because it is has been a tangled, messy web um, from before the season, you know, with what Michigan fans have called the cheeseburger gate, which was about actually the head coach lying to investigators of the NCAA. Um, then the Remember, there was a, a four-game suspension that apparently was about to be agreed to, and then before the season, Michigan said, "No, we'll handle it. We'll, we're going to give them three games." With and then the week of the Michigan State game um, on, I believe the Tuesday or Wednesday,
3: yeah, is
2: when the Connor Stallions story broke, and there was some trepidation. I mean, there were, there was a point where Michigan State there there was discussions of whether or not to play the game because everything was fresh and new and they didn't know a lot, but they heard, they heard enough that that was a concern. Um, and then, you know, from there, I mean, Michigan just kind of steamrolled Michigan state and steamrolled their way all the way to the national title. And then you throw in the contract stuff with Jim Harbaugh that was going on amid all of this. And, you know, the, the legal battle for the second suspension with, with this situation, and I mean, no, I, I'm glad I, I for once, <laughs> I'm actually glad that I was covering Michigan State because I mean, and, and remind you, the Michigan State sh- season began with Mel Tucker getting suspended and fired. A, a
3: good point. For yeah, yeah.
2: This reason. so whew, it has been, and this is crazy because this is going to be the first time since 1995 that both Michigan and Michigan State will go into the next football season with new head coaches. And those said, coach coaches that year, Lloyd Carr at Michigan and Nick Saban at Michigan State.
3: Wow. So, so yeah,
2: so Sharon Moore and and Jonathan Smith have some some work there to to live up to the standards of that year. But um, it's going to be a fascinating time watching to see how this all unfolds uh, with the new coaches. But from the Michigan angle, um, what comes next? Because I, I don't believe anything is remotely close to done, uh, with the investigation. Um, you got Connor Stallions who, by the way, later in the year or later in the season after the Michigan state Michigan game, we find out was on the sidelines into the skies, allegedly because central Michigan has not said that it is, that it was him, but more or less admitted it in some ways. Uh, he was on the sideline for Michigan State's game against Central Michigan on the opposite sideline wearing CMU gear. So,
3: <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly.
2: So, I mean, if you would have told me that the buzzwords that have surrounded both of these programs this this year and this fall with football, all of them, I mean, it, it's if vacuum cleaner sales were going to be a thing and cyber <laughs> espionage. And telephone calls with illicit matters. I mean, it is, it has been a wild fall. And I mean, now we're in the middle of basketball season and Jawan Howard's had his issues health wise and then with the strength coach and then in and out of coaching and Michigan State's been up and down like a yo-yo all year after being top five preseason. Um, Boy, it, it's it's a it's a crazy time to to be around here, and it always seems to be for some reason.
3: Right,
1: Chris Solari joins us. All right, so I gotta ask. Aside from your wife's blood pressure, the family good?
2: They're all doing well. The uh, we've got two girls now in gymnastics. Oh wow, which is fantastic. And the third, who we couldn't get into the class, but I think she's actually happier spending some time with grandma and her aunt rather than (laughs) than sitting and watching her sisters um i think she's going to be more of the competitive uh team sport kind right she's got she's more of the the bull in a china shop whereas the others are really enjoying the gymnastics but um they're doing well and uh they got their first case of lion's misery in their lion's (laughs) gear luckily though they were asleep before all fell apart
1: (laughs) good they for all they know they won
2: well, I'm going to keep trying to get him on the Steelers bandwagon again at
1: some
2: point. But Steelers got to help me out with that first.
1: Yeah, that that was the nice thing, Chris. As as you know, people because usually, and I I've said this before, but usually the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is apathy. And all that the yeah. Lions ever inspired was apathy. Nobody hated the Lions. There was no reason to.
2: Yeah, you know, and I I, I bet you Mark Owen did would tell you the same thing about the Patriots at the beginning the day yep you know yep. back in, I mean listen to Steve Grogan's story that oh. you know the team that lost to the Bears everybody wanted the Patriots to be good and it was such a cute thing at that point and then when they got really good <laughs> right. they got really hated really quick
3: <laughs> I, I look so.
2: I look forward to the day
1: that the Lions are absolutely hated across the league that that'd be a well, nice
3: goal to have it, it
2: would be <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up because I do think the one thing about this team um, and this and Dan Campbell in particular is they've got a blue collar attitude that, like I said with Bill Cowher, he matched the city of Pittsburgh being from Pittsburgh. Dan Campbell really matches, having played in, in that Honolulu blue, what the the ethos of the city of Detroit is, and I hope I do hope that it, it does continue because I don't think he's a coach and I don't think he's a fan base. After all the years of misery that we'll get spoiled
1: by it. Amen, Chris. It's always great. I appreciate the time so much. Take care of yourself. We'll look forward to talking again soon. All right?
2: (laughs) Sounds good. Mike, tell Mark I said hi.
1: I can do that. I never see him. (laughs) Chris Solari joins us here, of course. Just an outstanding writer. Uh, Read him all the time in the uh, Detroit Free Press, and used to be with the Argus. We're back to wrap things up right after this
4: Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly Four. can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life.
5: Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskip hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat-and-glow and and heat-later fireplaces to choose from, and they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together.
3: They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels.
5: Our gas fireplaces and inserts from heat-and-glow and and heat-later are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and & Glow and Heatilator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Your joints are your connection points and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com
0: welcome back to calling all sports this portion of the show is brought to you by sanford health vance thompson vision dakota bank and comfort king
1: and welcome back hey a reminder arby's is hiring and plus don't forget them for the treats also arby's is a great place to go for the treats you know they've got the meats and uh including burgers and, and their menu is always changing that's a nice thing so Uh, Stop by Arby's, but if you've got a youngster that's looking for a job, if you've got somebody who's semi-retired looking for a job, full-time, part-time, believe me, the Arby's near you is hiring, and it's a great place to work. Hey, we've already got the show lined up. Thanks to uh, Alex Heinert and Chris Solari today. Tomorrow we talk with the folks from Sanford and Jim Bridge, who is the all-time winningest girls basketball coach in the state of South Dakota from Hanson High will join us. In the meantime, thanks so much. We'll talk again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort
3: King, and Corey and the Fireflies. You've always been able to get quality